do it. Notorious Nick Newell. What's going on, man? Appreciate the time. Yeah, thanks for uh for having me on. You know, you've had a bunch of my training partners on and and uh, my buddy Mike Kim said nothing but nice things about you and I'm I'm I've checked out your show and I'm a fan. So I'm happy to finally be on the show. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you. Uh, appreciate the kind words. Now let's talk about your place, man. Your gym, Fighting Arts Academy. Uh, I heard it's uh, very successful. Talk about the coaching staff and, and and the people that are there. Yeah, definitely. So um, it's my business. I own it, and uh, I started off teaching all the classes on my own. But as we go, I, I just kept adding more and more staff, and we continue to grow. And slowly but surely, I'm hiring as many people as I can, and and uh, that are qualified. That's the one thing I want. I want world-class instructors. I want really great instructors. Uh, recently, we brought on a guy. Uh, he, I think he's fifth degree black belt, Roger Denton. And he has like 40 years of knowledge. Um, knows everything. There's nothing he doesn't know. If I ask him a question about something, he has it. And uh, we just, we added in uh, Ryan Roddy, who started division one at Rutgers, was a state open champ and uh, previous Connecticut coach of the year. So uh, we have those two and me right now teaching classes and, and I can't, uh, I can't complain. Things have been good. The gym's been very successful. We're undefeated right now to start the year and we hope to keep that momentum going. How big is your team though? How many fighters do you have underneath you? Uh, I'm trying to count, but definitely over 10. Uh, you know, I'm not like one of these big teams that have a hundred fighters or 50 mm -hmm. fighters. Uh, we're always going to be kind of a smaller team in terms of that based on location and being in Connecticut. But it's important to me to kind of have that intimacy too and not be a huge gym where you can get lost in, in the crowd. So for me, I always was comfortable in the smaller gyms and you have to be a better training partner when you do that. So you, in the bigger gyms, you cannot show up when you don't have a fight or stuff. But at the smaller gyms, you have to show up all the time, always train, help your partners get ready. So for me, um, I wanted to recreate that in 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 my gym and have good training where uh if you show up every day and you work hard you're a priority a few of the guys they're getting ready alongside you um how has that been yeah so uh the the my one of my main training partners and main students justin sumter has a big fight on bellator versus uh one of their prospects their signed prospects romero cotton so uh we're prepping him for that we were just actually working on some things right here um uh and then mike kimball comes in comes in my gym uh and gets some training in he's got a big fight uh coming up on the same card as well uh, marcus surin's been in uh before and he's fighting on the card so uh a lot of people that have come through here have uh got fights on that card and then there's me you know so Justin and I are here every day. We do most of our, our almost all our training here, and uh, and we're getting ready to fight. And then the other guys are they're part of the family too, you know, because they come in, they sweat with us, they bleed with us. So um, obviously, I'm I'm riding for them. Definitely, definitely. Now, right now, you are one and one in the Bellator cage. Your debut was impressive as any debut can be. Your second fight, Bellator 232, was a split decision loss. You know, were you frustrated with the judges in that fight, or did you feel like it was a close fight? 
Uh, I definitely feel like I um, I won that fight. I mean, if you look at it, I hurt him on the feet. I took his back. I almost I had the near submission, and basically the only thing that he did was I got tired. I was more tired than him at the end of the round. He took me down and held a body lock. I got hit one time uh, right at the end of the third round. That's the only punch I even got hit with. Forget significant strikes. Like That was literally the only strike I got hit with the entire fight. He threw a jumping knee and a flurry, but didn't hit me. Hit a few takedowns and held a body lock. No near submissions, um, nothing. So for me, it was like very frustrating with the judges. Because I mean, I didn't get beat up that fight. Like, like I beat him up, and and he was fresher than me. But I was tired because I was going for the finish the whole time. So, um, kind of control my emotions, maybe a little bit better. Even though this is my twentieth pro fight, uh, the the turnaround for that was really quick. And honestly, I was building my new gym, and I had a lot of things, and I thought that I can handle all this, and I put too much on my plate, and I. I paid the price for it. So that's why you didn't really hear me complain about it or anything like that. Really, the responsibility lies on me. I can't point fingers and say, oh, they should have done this. I should have won. Like, that's not fair. Like, it's my fault for even letting it be that close because I know that I'm way better than that. So for this fight, I, I dialed down my responsibility. I talked with my family. I'm not like – I was running home. So I was – I would wake up in the morning, uh, get my son ready run to gym, teach class, train, run home, uh, watch my son for a little bit, come back, build the gym, because um, we we're still building it, work on the gym, uh, go teach class, train, and then go to bed, whatever I could get for sleep. But it wasn't much. So like I had all this stuff. So now during the day, I, I mean, I still own a business, um, but I'm teaching less classes now and um um training i'm training so in the middle of the day i'm not running home i'm not building a gym i'm not doing any of that i miss my son i love him my wife brings him to the gym um and i get to see him during the day but it's like i gotta do this for my family so i have to make some sacrifices and i have to be able to get my rest and and do these things and catch up with all that stuff during the day so I can relax and, and train hard at night. And that's exactly what I've been doing. Yeah. The, the rest and recovery, man, I think that's so vital for an athlete, you know, in camp, especially getting ready for a fight and, you know, the, the benefits come out in the fight. So, uh, that's a great decision you've made, you know, coming out of that fight though. Um, did you decide to like take some time off a little bit and, and focus on certain parts of your game? No, I just needed rest. Mm. I'm always working on the game. So to say I went back and 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 folk worked on this, worked on that, like I'm always working on things. I'm always trying to get better. I'm always am getting better. The thing that lost me that fight is I was burnt out. I didn't even honestly, like I was still high on my win and my debut and I didn't really want to do the quick turnaround, but I ended up doing it just because it was in Connecticut and and my heart, I was a lot of different places then. So um, I was just spread too thin. But now I'm like refreshed. I needed a break. I fought three times in five months, which is a lot. Yeah. You know, basically fighting every month and a half. So um, uh -huh. it's, uh, 
it's a it's a it was a, it was too much for me so owning a business doing all this stuff i i needed that that rest i needed to hit the reset button and chill i took a month to like kind of heal my body and train light and then i got back on the grind all right well you know it seems like you guys like you mentioned earlier you got guys coming into the gym and connecticut has some a tight little knit group of uh gyms and i saw that you've been you went to glover's gym and uh you know glover like i spoke to him before and he's uh he's the og of the game uh how is it how did you connect with him and start to cross train over there uh i just showed up <laughs> i sent him a message and was like hey i'm coming in and uh and he was like, okay. And then I just started coming in. Oh, that's awesome, man. Do you go there frequently? Uh, yes. Yes, I do. Um, depending on my schedule, obviously, uh, I have a lot of stuff going on. And especially when I have a fight, I travel to my coach a lot and uh, and go see him in Massachusetts. Um, but I try to get to Glover's whenever I can because – Glover is a very motivational man. He's a very hardworking man, and he kind of um, inspires me. And plus, his he has uh, Achilles Mota, who's a 155 in Bellator, and Achilles is just elite, elite level fighter. So for me to get to train with him and and get that push is um is great for me. Your upcoming opponent, Zach Zane. What are your initial thoughts of on him? I think he's tough. Like any Hawaiian you fight is going to be tough. It's just how they are. They're different. You know, they like to scrap. Uh, he's well-rounded. I mean, he he can strike. He can grapple. He's got good jits. He's finished fights a lot of different ways, and he's won, I think, like eight out of his last ten. But, I mean, for me, it's not really too much about my opponent. It's all about me and setting the fight at my pace and fighting him my way. And when I do that, I'm unstoppable. I know that for a fact. I know I can hang with anyone in the world. I've trained with the best guys there are, and I know how good I am. So um, I wouldn't be doing this if, if if I wasn't good at it at this point. My body's a little beat up. I got a lot on my plate. My business is doing really well. I fight because I love it and for, for nothing else and, and because I know what I'm capable of. So uh, I think it's, it's, it's not as much about him as more about me. Mm-hmm. When you visualize it, you know, the fight coming up, what do you visualize? What do you see happening in this fight? Of course, it's going to be a scrap, but, you know, do you see a, a, a certain game plan you're going to implement? No, I mean, I, it's all based off instincts. So, obviously, mm-hmm. I have things I've worked with my coaches, mm-hmm. but um, those instincts are going to come in, and, and, and eventually you just kind of go to autopilot. So, there's little things we've been rehearsing and doing, and it's going to go straight to that, and it's going to be... It's gonna be different. It's gonna be a good show. I'm gonna do my thing and, and get the job done. You know, you you mentioned that you are a busy man, but are you still a fan of the sport? Do you watch MMA often, or do you just focus on mostly living your life? Sorry, <laughs> I'm always tired. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of MMA, huge huge fan. So I know all the fighters. Um, recently, it's been a little tough for me to watch fights because. Um, on all my free time, I've been spending with my family because I'm gone so much for my fight camp. So, um, you know, if uh, if on the weekends my wife wants to watch a, uh, a movie, I'm going to do that. I'm going to spend time with my family and kind of do that because that's first. And then during the week, I'll catch the highlights and watch the fights and, and kind of study after after it goes live. 
Yeah, that's, I want to pick your brain, you know, because the lightweight division is stacked. And, you know, in your future, you, you probably believe that you're going to, you know, be one of those guys. So if you look at it, the champ is uh, Pitbull, but he's not fighting. Uh, what do you think about that? What do you think about him, like, just having the belt but not actually fighting and fighting at featherweight? Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of the um, super fights because it, it ties up the division. Um, you know, they need to either make an interim title or have them vacate right now. There's a lot of good guys at, at 55, um, that could fight for, could fight for the title. But, uh, I'm not really worried about that cause I have to work my way up the ladder. So I don't want to get to talking like that yet, but I know where I stand and, and, and when I have a strong foot in that title picture, that's when, when I'll start talking in your mind, how long do you think? It's going to take you. Do you feel like by the end of the year, if you get enough fights, you will be in the in the top 10? Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I want to do this fight and see how I feel. And then maybe, um, maybe kind of get another one in before July. My baby's due in July. So my second son is on the way. And uh, in July, I'm definitely not going to fight July, August, September uh that little three month period and then maybe come back in october yeah congratulations on the on the new child man always good to have an additional member to the family yeah definitely great yeah well one last thing before i let you go uh you know you're very you're doing very well in your life success in combat sports right for you what is it you know what do you what are you striving for are you striving to get the belts are you striving to make the money or are you looking to just leave a legacy for yourself you want all that. <sighs> Sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Uh, you definitely want all that, right? So you want the belts, you want the money, and you want the legacy. And I think if you think short of that, then what's the point, right? Why are you doing it? You want to be the champion. You want to be the best. That's why I bust my ass every day. Um, if it, it, uh, you gotta be, you gotta leave no s stone left unturned, and you gotta just make sure you're the best version of yourself. All right, man. March 13th, Bellator 241. Nick is back in the cage against Zach Zane. It's going to be a, a, a scrap, man. I feel like Zach's going to bring the best out of you, and it's going to be fun to watch. Thank you so much, Nick, for the time. Good luck on everything that's going on in your life, and uh, and we'll speak soon. Yeah, NN versus ZZ. It's going down, though. You come to Connecticut, you come to my hometown, baby, you got to bring out the not the dog i think he's going to be a guy we're going to bring the dog out of each other and it's going to be an actual fight and not a not a stupid match where someone holds a body lock like a like my last fight and doesn't do shit or when i was on the contender series and the same exact thing happened so i've gotten better at getting out from these guys trying to pull the freaking body lock on me and not fight but um you know that's a game we play you can win fights like that. I've actually won boring fights like that. So I, I can't even be a hypocrite, but it sucks when it happens to you. Um, you know, and, uh, and I'm trying, I'm, I'm, I've accepted it and it's a part of the game, but I'm looking, I'm looking for a good old fashioned fist fight. Hey, we're all hypocrites, man. That's, that's just life. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Good for you. You won. I'm looking to fight this time. Though.